You're listening to Building a Better Brand, and I'm your host, Tony Triumph, founder of The Triumphant Group. And I'm here to share the stories behind my friends who are industry innovators, my buddies who are movers and shakers, as well as my fellow clients, colleagues, and the go-getters of today that have helped both big and little brands be a big success. Whether you're a big brand, a little brand, an indie brand, or run a multi-million dollar company, I'd love for you to listen up. Because we're here to empower you through our world of tips and tools to help you build a better brand. Welcome to our world. What's up, builders? We're back with a brand new episode of Building a Better Brand. I'm so excited to be able to show up and provide this platform as a space for you to build better, connect with some amazing insight, and thrive as you grow as a business owner, leader, executive, entrepreneur, student, or curious learner, wondering exactly what it takes to move you along this journey of building, owning, and or running the brand of your dreams. I know it's been a while since we've shown up for you guys, but I'm here to tell you it was for a good reason. Good things take time, and what my team and I are cooking up to share with you over this next year is going to blow your mind and be a game changer for a lot of people. So be sure to stay tuned. Make sure you subscribe to us at Building a Better Brand, especially social and everywhere podcasts are distributed. On this week's episode of Building a Better Brand, we have Dr. Constance Craig Mason, the CEO of Concierge Financial Advisory and the president of Money Concepts Wealth Management and Financial Planning. As a dedicated financial advisor, award-winning insurance broker, passionate international speaker, and eight times best-selling author, she teaches her clients to correctly manage their money so that they can live the best lives they want without worrying about money. This is definitely somebody we need to be talking to. She has received numerous awards for community impact in her field, including a medallion in recognition of excellence, service, and sacrifice from the Comptroller of Maryland. Dr. Constance has also received an honorary doctorate of philosophy for her eminent contributions to financial literacy, financial advancement, and entrepreneurial empowerment. And she is a 2022 honoree of the Association of African American Financial Advisors 50 Under 50. As someone I know personally, there's so much we can learn from this dynamic woman about financial empowerment as it pertains to building, owning, and of course, operating a business and growing a brand through the financial stages. So I want to thank you for joining us today, Dr. Constance, and of course, welcome you to our show. Thanks so much for having me, Tony. I'm super excited to see you today and jump right into this branding conversation because it is amazing for entrepreneurs to just find out where they are and how they're showing up in all the various spaces that they're showing up in. And so I'm grateful to be on the show today. Absolutely. I mean, let's let's just jump right into that. I mean, this is a conversation as brand builders and brand owners that we don't have enough with the finances. I mean, I should have had you on at, to kick off the podcast because you can't do nothing without no money, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So talk to us about just who you are. I mean, obviously, I just gave our listeners a, a little bit of scoop into your bio and what you've done, but who, we can't, we, it, it, it comes better from you. You know, like what, what, who is Constance? Tell us your personal stories, how you got started, just in a nutshell, like, like give us, give us your rendition of, of everything. 
Wow. Well, you know, it is a long story, but I'll I'll condense it in a way where I could just share that even though I'm fully, fully passionate about money to this day, you know, I didn't start off that way. I talked with you before about how I grew up in the inner city of Baltimore uh, to a young single mom, and I watched my mom struggle, you know, to make the ends meet. And I'm sure that's not a unique story. It is a story where a lot of us can relate to it, not growing up with a silver spoon in your mouth, but having that resilience to be able to bounce back when life happens. And I do believe that is one of the things that my mom taught us was resilience, right? And we learned early on about what that means personally, professionally, also in business. And even though my mom never ventured into entrepreneurship, my sister and I did, right? And so we wanted more for our life. So more is one of my favorite words in the dictionary because it allows you to know that regardless of your current situation or status, that there is other levels to where you could be reaching in life. And as a financial advisor in this space and transitioning into financial planning and wealth management, which is my next step, I take my clients along with me on the journey. You know, I let them behind the scenes or behind the curtain to see, you know, who is Constance? You know, I am a wife. I'm a woman of God. I am a mom and a grandmom. You know, I am a lot of things that my clients can relate to. And that is something that I feel like I'm going to always, always show is who I am. Because, of course, I have licenses and experience in this field over 13 plus years. However, I am a growing entrepreneur, too. And I would love to show that to my clients because it lets us know that we're not by ourselves. I talk a lot about the village and all that I do. And I consider the village to be a place where you can learn and grow, get lessons, get resources, share your triumphs and your trials with people, not feel judged or mocked. And when I think about money, considering how sensitive of a topic it can be for a lot of people, you know, it is a very intimate thing, but I want to shift the narrative, if I could, around us all being unique in the way that we want more out of life. And we need to link arms one with another to find out how that journey looks. And it's different for all of us, but the, the common thread is that we want to be great parents. We want to be great mates. We want to be awesome entrepreneurs. We want to show up in the world as a part of the solution and not a part of the problem. And in order to do that, you have to be authentic. And so at my core, I am a champion for people who want to be resilient and leave a dynamic legacy for their family. Wow, you just said so many buzzwords that I, I, I mean, intimate, champion, I mean, wow, yeah. like, but I got to park it for a minute, because like, you have one of the most phenomenal taglines when I read your bio, and I'll just say it for the people, I partner with busy professionals to make sure they don't drop the ball financially. I look back at what you've already done and look ahead at what you want to accomplish to make sure you're not missing anything. With clarity, confidence, guidance, you can live the life you want without worrying about money. Let's park it there because those are all the things like talking about money, particularly with a stranger. I mean, you and I aren't strangers, but 
a lot of times you sit down with financial advisors, you have to be, there, there needs to be this level of intimacy, right? To really get that person to open up and, and remove the ego. How do you work with your small business owners to get to that point where they trust you and where, you know, they leave their sessions with you feeling like they've earned, you know, what they came for? That is an awesome question, Tony. And it is one that I have learned along the way of just being authentic. And a lot of my clientele is online, social media particularly. And I use my social media pages as a way to show who I am, who I serve, the, the commonalities between us. And so people often feel like they already know me when they click the calendar link to schedule the appointment. You know, as soon as we get on the call, it's almost like I'm talking to my sister friend <laughs> or my cousin or someone because they followed me on the various platforms and they know who I am behind the scenes. And obviously from my bio and from LinkedIn and that kind of thing, they know how I serve. And so it's just a matter of what do they want? Because that's what I'm interested in, right? I'm interested in what is it that they want? I don't ask them to give me the how they're going to get it done, but just actually thinking about the things that they want in their life, personally, professionally, in their business for when they're gone, I am concerned about those things. And so I absolutely get into who they are and we go from there. Yeah. Legacy is a huge part of brand building. So how do you, get, what is that process like, you know, just diving a little bit deeper? Let's say I'm coming to you as a small struggling business owner or a small business owner who forgot to invest early. I'm at a certain part of my life and, you know, uh, the world of financial next steps scares me. You know, a lot of us are new to the world of finance to the extent of all the fancy abbreviations, the world of investment learning and knowledge. And you said one of your main jobs is to protect the income of individuals and families daily. What does that day-to-day -day look like when you work with brands and small businesses? A lot of brands have uniqueness in a way where some of them are dualpreneurs, meaning they are working a job and they have their business on the side, or they have left corporate or left their nine to five and they are full out doing everything on their own. And even though that is a privilege, right, to contribute to society in a way where you are creating something that someone wants to buy, right? You're, you're, you're a part of the solution, right? And it's also scary because there is no human resources department that has a list of itemized things that you should be signing up for. And so you have to create that. And as a privilege to be an entrepreneur, a business owner, it is also very unsettling at times. It is scary. You know, you, you, you have to build it from scratch. Yeah. And that is the part that I absolutely love because I get to come in and be a part of that person's village. I get to be a part of the solution as well. So when they have questions about how to protect their income, when they have questions about what kinds of insurances that they should have in place, when they have questions about how to start investing because they don't have that 401k plan anymore, or they don't even know what to do with the plan they had, should they roll it over? What the, what the heck should they do? And I tell them to breathe, right? Because it is a lot swimming around in our heads all day, every day in business. But to just let someone know that I am on your side. 
I'm not going to leave you. You don't have to do all of this today or figure it out today. But what I start with is what they want. And then we go into how to protect them as they grow. And then we go into the legacy and the wealth that they want to build. So there definitely are levels to it. But regardless of the place that they are in, I let them know off the rip. I've probably been there and done that with some of the challenges that you are facing. So there is no need to have a wall up. And I even share some of my personal story with them and the challenges that I have experienced so that they know that they're not alone. They're not stupid. You know, it, it is part of the journey of learning in business. Yeah, yeah. Good, good word. Because you can feel stupid, for, you know, for lack of a better term. A lot of times, like I said, I, even me, I'm new to the world of investment learning and things like that. And it's so funny, I'm, I'm thinking back to during the pandemic. I remember when I was buying my first round of stocks, you actually sent me a, 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 some some info like, hey, look into these and et cetera, et cetera. So it, it right. and I, I felt so warm and comfortable talking to you. And I think that is probably the biggest aha with finding the right person to sit down and talk to as someone that you can trust and there's that warm environment and really telling your story. I mean, just to talk about brand building for a minute, telling your story is one of the biggest um, success traits of building a brand because there's that relatability factor where someone can literally look at you and say, okay, I align with this person's values. I entrust what I'm going through enough to purchase or buy or align with what you have to offer just simply because you're putting your story out there. So I think that is magnificent. So let's, mm -hmm. let's talk about your story though, because I think you, they don't know this. If you don't know this, I, you've written many books. I've only yeah. written one or co-authored one. And the one that I co-authored, that's actually how I met you. You know, we were both yeah. tapped to be, you know, readers to this book yeah. and, and, you know, you were obviously financing, I was branding, and that was just how we, our worlds kind of connected and aligned. Tell me more about your personal story and how you use that to connect with clients, why brands feel so comfortable talking to you afterwards, and some of the maybe the lessons that you've, you've brought from your world to their world to really just pull this, this collaboration together, this partnership, this financial building partnership, as you call it. Yeah, I am a firm believer in village, team, collaboration, community. Those are really, really big words for me. And I want to say, even though I've been in this business for 13 plus years, I did not take my branding seriously until about 2018. So around the spring of 2018, I really started getting into, you know, speaking opportunities. I wanted to be able to impact more people at one time, right? Instead of all the one-on-ones that I was doing, I wanted to get in front of the room. And what I realized is that no one was showing up to say, hey, I want you on my stage. And so what I would do is I would get together, you know, some of my colleagues, you know, other insurance agents, CPAs, business consultants, the list goes on and on. And I would say to them, hey, can we get together, put our brains together and do a workshop for the community where we could allow them to ask, pick our brains, right? Ask us all the questions, the burning questions that they have and a no judgment zone kind of a space. And this was in 2018. And we definitely started doing twice a year personal finance workshops, twice a year business finance workshops, because we knew that there were some uniqueness between the two groups. But 
we knew business owners had some unique nuances with what they were going through. And I created a table, not just for me, but for other financial professionals to come and share their expertise, but also a space for regular people, everyday people, those who were and were not in business, who could come and just ask questions and not be embarrassed, you know, and have a name and a face for when they are ready to, to work on their finance, whatever the area was that they wanted to prioritize. That was how I was able to give back and say, you know, everybody's not just going to Google financial advisor in this zip code, right? Sometimes they need to see on the timeline that people are going to a certain workshop for people that they know. And uh, that was enough for me to say, hey, you know, people are signing up for what it is that they want out of life. They want to fix the problems, but now they have people that look like them that they can go to. And so that was really important was for me to create this table for people to sit down and get what they need. And even while I was doing that, I had my own challenges. You know, I was stricken with some health challenges along the way. And, you know, it was just before the pandemic. And then when the pandemic hit, everybody was pivoting in that space to try and figure out how they could thrive. And some people weren't really concerned about thriving, but just surviving in this unknown time where we didn't know where our next client was coming from. The government, you know, had a whole bunch of arguing in the Senate. It was a mess, right? But what I tried to do was just bring joy, you know, to my timeline and bring resources to the community. My husband and I put together these two conferences during the pandemic where we brought not just financial professionals, but health and wellness, mental health, relationships, the list goes on and on. And again, our whole point was to be a part of the solution that was going on, you know, the challenges. And so, you know, it allowed me to be authentic in my journey of the challenge of being able to pivot. Virtual was really great for me to pivot in this space. I met so many awesome business owners online, clubhouse, you know, I was just searching for excellence, you know, people who could show up to the table and help me help others. And so when I think about how I relate to clients best, I am them. I see myself in them. And those are a lot of the conversations that we have. It's like, hey, I have been through that tax challenge before, or I have filed a bankruptcy before, or anything that they are sharing with me, I probably have gone through it or have clients that have gone through it. And so we've created this village of no judgment, but the resources are here, right? The resources are right within your midst. You just have to be authentic enough to say, hey, I'm challenged by this, or hey, I'm looking for that. And I do a lot of that on social media is just connecting the dots and connecting people. Mm, that is super duper motivational and to hear I mean just coming straight from your mouth just motivational and then like connecting the dots because sometimes you can you can preach to yourself but when you hear somebody show up every day I mean from a, from the marketing standpoint I always tell people you got to put something in front of somebody three four times before it actually hits them you know and then they respond to it so the fact that you've shown you show up every day that is more than likely why you have found so much success and you share the resources etc but talk to us about so you know the solutions that you've you've provided to these people to your clients rather to your village you know I, I hear you talking through things like tax challenges getting people to thrive as opposed to just survive would you say those are the main conundrums and problems that small businesses and entrepreneurs and solopreneurs 
face of, of all levels. You can even talk to the C-suite, you know, just anybody that who, who, who has power over a brand or is building a brand. What are some of the main challenges that they face? It's definitely financial. And if I could keep it 100, they're not always willing to say that they're having financial challenges. Even our C-suites. I mean, myself and my sister, my sister's working on her PhD right now, but we came from the inner city of Baltimore where we did not see higher education, people reaching for those kind of heights. We also didn't see entrepreneurship and, and we're both working in that space. And so when you're the first it is very difficult, right? Because you don't have a roadmap. You don't have people that look like you around you that even if they're not specifically sitting you down and saying, hey, Tony, here's how you do this, right? Step by step, but you can watch them, right? And so we didn't have that. So I, I'm, I fortunately, I am around a lot of entrepreneurs who are first, right? Mm -hmm. They're first to make six figures. They are the first to have a business that's su successful, but you know, what I share with them is, you know, there's no shame in saying that you don't know something, right? Because if you don't know, then if you are able to voice that, then of course you bring energy to it. And then resources show up to that energy that you put out. And that that's where I feel like the village comes in because I only do specific things as it relates to money, mm -hmm. but I know a lot of great people who pick it up where I left it off, right? So estate planners, for example, a lot of people feel like, well, I don't have millions of dollars, so I don't need an estate planner, I don't need an attorney, but there are some nuances with everyone's family that you should at least have a conversation to know if what you're doing is the right thing for you and your family. And even down the line of tax situations, right? Whether you're making great money or you're an entrepreneur, I know that there was a lot going on during the pandemic about you know, the government showing up in, in ways where they provided funding, they provided stimulus, various things. People had a bunch of questions about, well, how does that look when tax time comes, right? Is this going to be taxable income? Are these that's credits? What I mean. Yeah, that's what I mean by, like, that's one of the challenges that, and not to cut you off, but I just, I want to park it here just for a minute, because that's one of the things that I hear a lot now is people are saying, I got all this money during the pandemic. Is is that going to create a tax challenge for me? Like I got grants. I, I got, I went from selling in retail stores to also e-com. So now I've made an extra $100,000 in, in my year versus the, the usual whatever I was making before. So, you know, it, it, would you say that's one of the primary challenges of that brands are facing going forward now that we've added all these additional revenue streams a good thing but it can come with a a blunder that you're not used to how, how do we navigate that absolutely i feel like you know having these conversations whether you start with a coach a financial advisor your tax person it doesn't matter who you start with because the majority of us in this financial space have the privilege and the responsibility to network with our peers. And so even though it might not be me specifically who's helping you with that tax matter, I know professionals that will literally sit down with you and help you figure out how you shift from C-suite to your nonprofit that you wanna start or how you shift from being an entrepreneur to being a multi right? And so these are conversations that you shouldn't be ashamed of, you know, that you don't have all the answers. I always say, I don't have all the answers, Sway. Yeah. <laughs> like Kanye West. Right, it's, right. It's, it's not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. it's not a bad thing. So yeah, tax I find is one of the, the major things that people are concerned with. Investing is another because there are so many different ways that you can invest that are pre-tax or not pre-taxed. And just having your own customized plan, people think that it is super expensive to have a professional or have a plan, but you just have to find the ones that work best for you and interviewing them, you know, interviewing these professionals because, you know, you should have a presence online as a professional, but if you don't, that's where those discovery calls come in, right? The interview is not just for the sale, right? It's for to see if there's a, a workability between you two and you can get referrals from that discovery call if it is not going to be something that you solely handle, you can get referrals to that business consultant or that tax person or that estate planner that you need. So just, just be authentic is my, my advice to people in business, particularly be authentic because that's what people want to see. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that authenticity comes in, into effect mostly when, you, when you're talking internally as well, because people are oftentimes in for rude awakenings when it comes to the financial side of running a business, whether it's with expenses or having to suddenly make certain investments in certain team members. And then next time right. you know, you're used to taking this percent of the pot, but now you can only take this, this percent of the pot. Right. The bracket has changed. Um, yeah. What are some of the biggest challenges? And you probably have talked about this, you know, just in some of the other questions. That you, so totally fine. But what is the biggest challenge you faced with a client so far? I, I know you can't probably go in high detail, but like, you know, mm -hmm. in, in, in protecting your clients as much as you can, what is Absolutely. some of the scenarios that where it was a, a huge challenge and you said, okay, I, I know I'm just going to have to roll up my sleeves on this one, but we got through it. Yeah. So one of my clients that I was dealing with who wanted to learn about how she could, she and her husband both, how they could invest. Now they both work full time. They both make six figures, but they also have these other passion projects that they've turned into business. And so they're like, Hey, you know, one of the things that I feel like we have dropped the ball on is investing. You know, we're not strong at it. Yes. We have a 401k and our 403bs, but we want to know as we're growing our business and we're scaling really fast, where do we put that money? So as I'm digging into custom solutions for them about that, they tell me, oh, and by the way, we're like two years behind on filing our tax returns. And they, you know, taxes can come up and sneak up on you, right? Especially when you're trying to grow because there's certain areas that you can't go into if you have passed through tax bills or tax liens and things of like that. And so I was able to, as we're working through their investment strategy, I was also able to refer them to one of my peers who was able, she actually specializes. She used to be an IRS uh, agent. Oh, and wow. so she knows yeah, all yeah. the loops. She knows, well, I won't say loopholes. She knows all the ins and outs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She is an, what they call an enrolled agent. And so she has the ear of the IRS and the experience. And so this is, I mean, of course, there's levels to financial professionals, but uh, this particular uh, young lady that I'm thinking about, she is an enrolled agent. So not only does she have the ability to file the back taxes for the clients, but she also has ways of navigating to make sure that they get a payment plan if they need it, to make sure that they can get lesser tax penalties and all of this stuff. And so again, I knew that 
I, I consider myself the quarterback, right, of the financial dream team, okay? Financial dream team is what I built. But I consider myself the quarterback because they're sharing all of their financial situations with me. And then I get to direct where, who's going to be where, who's going to be part of the solution for the clients. And again, she was super excited to be able to meet this person. They scheduled an appointment, got that thing worked out. And now she can come back to me for like the fun stuff, right? The fun stuff is, hey, where do I put my money so that it can potentially grow and, and create legacy for my family? But you can't think about those kind of things when you have this you know, that's keeping you up at night and it's making you stressed out and you're talking to your husband about it. And it's just like, oh, you know, I want to, you know, be able to get to the fun stuff, but you you got to be able to prioritize, you know, what is really, really important at the time. And I felt like that was one of the things. And again, you know, in terms of branding, right, if, if I am putting myself out in the atmosphere as someone who is resourceful, then I should have good contacts. Right, I should be able to make these warm introductions to make it easy for my clients to get what it is that they need. And that's one of the things that I stand firmly behind. I'm just going back to my note sheet really quick because you had me Googling and I was just was all over the place as I was listening to you break that down. Like, and that is that is some really prime time information. Like I said, I, I would at, at what point, and I'm I'm pretty sure we we can just hypothetically guess the answer, but at what point of your entrepreneurial journey should you sit down with a financial coach, advisor, or planner? In the beginning, in the beginning, because I'm a firm believer when I was a financial coach, I was telling people that they needed to get their financial house in order, right? And to get your financial house in order, you always start with the foundation and the foundation of your personal finance and your business finance is of course your cash reserve, your emergency savings, whatever you wanna call that. But then also putting your insurances in place. This is the risk management side of protecting your income and your assets and your business is an asset. And so when you're thinking about, hey, depending on the type of business that you have, should you have liability insurance? Should you have no insurance, a business owner policy? You know, of course, on the personal side, should you have life insurance? What kinds are the best ones that suit your family and your goals? And it's not just about the death benefit that I always share with my clients. Oftentimes, that's what we think about because we see these GoFundMes going around where someone maybe was unprepared for an untimely death. And so, you know, people get upset, like, you know, why, why weren't they insured and all of the various things, but there are reasons, right? Sometimes it's financial, sometimes it's medical reasons, sometimes a person just put it off. But the, but the point is your foundation has to be strong in any kind of financial situation, whether it's your personal life or your business life. And so when I am sitting down with clients, if they have some of these things in place and it's optimal, I tell them that. If they don't have some of these things in place, I share with them how they can do it. And if it's me, great. If it's not me, I refer them out. But the foundation has to be strong because even though you foresee where you're going to be in 10 years, you don't foresee when life happens. And it will, right? It will happen to all of us. And so I firmly believe that your cash reserves, your insurance policies, those are the things that allow you to be resilient when things like the pandemic hit or if you are shifting in business and you don't really have the clientele that you anticipate just yet, 
and you still have to put food on the table. So these are ways that you can be able to survive and get through it, but then you can focus on scaling, right? The business. Right, 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 right. Wow. I mean, you have dropped so many nuggets today. I don't even, I mean, I feel like I, we, we've talked, but I, you just <laughs> never feel like you're fully there financially after you talk to a financial professional. And I love that you said, and like I said, I could have hypothetically guessed, we start from the beginning. And, and that is a, a key lesson that a lot of people just don't take into consideration when they start a business. It's like, base do your homework on the finances and really i put this in a social media post not too long ago i said sooner than later start and sit down with a financial advisor in your 20s don't wait till you get to your 30s do it in your 20s so that you can at least understand the financial lingo and prepare Mm. yourself with a strategy and a game plan you know for financial success as you as you grow you might want to start a business when you get older or after after you've worked in corporate for 10 years and then, like you said, a lot of the issues are, hey, I've been working in C-suite for 10 years and now I'm sitting on a lot of, of, of cash reserve, but now I'm moving into a whole new tax bracket. I'm starting an LLC. I'm doing this. I'm starting a nonprofit, yada, 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 yada. So just before we go into like my ending question, just tell me a little bit more about your tidbits. Like I know you talked about, like you, I've seen them in your social media posts about some of your financial challenges coming and just how you use them to kind of build and leverage your personal brand. Because I, I really think this could really suit someone that doesn't understand why they need to put their story out there and why connecting with people can really help grow your business and, and import that trust into your, your audience. Yeah, Tony, you know what I have learned along the way, along my entrepreneurship journey is that the things that typically frustrate us or the challenges that we have faced, those painful moments oftentimes in life, that typically pushes you toward your passion and your purpose. And it often lets you know who your client is. Your client is usually you. Mm-hmm. It's usually the you from a few years ago. Right. When they when when they ask you the question, what would you tell your younger self? You know, it's usually based around some things you have learned. And now you're like, man, listen, if I knew this when I was 18 or when I was 21 or when I started my business or when I got married, if I had known these things. And so I find that when you are on these journeys and you're being authentic about the challenges that you are facing and how you want to show up and make sure that someone else doesn't go into those same spaces or have those same pains, that is the person that you are now becoming, right? And so when you think about even myself shifting from financial coaching and, and, and going into advisory, financial planning, you know, I am a growing entrepreneur and I am a woman of color. And I am also married. And that is who I relate to the most. I understand Black women in business who are married or who are transitioning out of C-suite into their business and the challenges that they face. Because yes, you're the face of the business. And a lot of times you wear all the hats in the beginning, right? You're the administrator, you are the marketing person, you are the tax person, you are doing all the things. And in that struggle, you don't always know who to go to for help. And it always costs money, right? When you think about going to get the help, it's like, okay, I had all these discovery calls and now 
I need to execute something. And they told me it cost $1,000 or they told me it costs whatever. And you absolutely feel the connection with the person. So now it's how do I execute? How do I get the solution that I need to, to stop from struggling or to grow my business? And as I go through those things, I document them. Right. So I document my journey. Even now, I have a small marketing team that I didn't have before, but I do feel like what they are sharing with me, how they're allowing me to get my messaging more in sync with who I am, then I know the clients are coming. Right. I know the finances are coming, all the goals and dreams that even I set for myself. I know it comes from developing a team. And oftentimes you can't see where the money is coming from. For the team, but that's when you sit down with your coach, if, if that's where you start, and you say, hey, you know, I did a couple discovery calls and I need a tax person and they say it's X amount and I need a marketing team and they say it's this amount. And where do you see where I could find that money, right? What, what kind of things could I be doing, adding or taking away that would allow me to invest in this way in myself and in my business? And that's where that team comes in because it's like your financial person is you part of your team that's going to help you get what it is that you want out of life. And me being a growing entrepreneur and connecting with growing entrepreneurs, I find that everything we need is in the village. We have what each other needs. We just need to show up and ask for what it is. And then you never know, because I was even, I did a keynote earlier this year with a Black woman entrepreneur who launched a platform called Barter Black. And her whole concept around Barter Black was that you don't always have to exchange money to get what it is that you need. If this person is great at marketing and you're great at uh, business plans, then work together and you both get what you need, right? It doesn't always have to be an exchange of finance. It could be an exchange of talent and you still get what you need in the village. And so I just ask everyone who is watching to just make sure that you're showing up authentically as yourself and speak what it is that you need so that the resources can come to you. Oh, you just sung to me, doctor. <laughs> you just sung to me. In close, I mean, this has been so juicy. Like I've, I've my brain is, is spiraling in so many different places in a positive way because it's just inspiring me and motivating me to just dot some additional I's and cross some additional T's that, you know, be... As business owners, you you get new levels, new devils, and you, you know you got new T's to dot and, and to cross and all that good stuff. So I'm yeah. excited to to just supercharge my financial journey, particularly as I as an entrepreneur and I'm starting new businesses left and right. But tell us in close, in your opinion, well, not really opinion, in your expertise of working with small and large businesses, people in the C-suite, what would be your top three to five keys? to building a successful, financially empowered brand? Definitely would be to invest in your financial wellness. So before I ever had any money to invest in myself financially, I was Googling everything about finance that I wanted to know. So invest in financial wellness because financial wellness means that you're able to not only handle your current obligations, but you can handle your future obligations and enjoy your life along the way. So prioritize financial wellness. The other thing would be to show up authentically as yourself 
in all the spaces, right? All the rooms that you go in, be you, because that is what people are attracted to, right? You might have a logo company name, you know, you might be connected to a larger brand, but people are buying you, right? And so make sure that you're showing up as yourself authentically, because that is, you don't have to worry about, you know, brochures when you are you, right? And then the third thing would be make sure that you believe and invest in getting a team. A team is going to help you build a strong foundation, but a team is also critical for when it's time to scale, that you don't have to do all the things in order for that to happen. So I would say those are my top three. I, I couldn't have said it better myself. You know, you, you, this has been an amazing conversation and I've learned so many things that I did not even know that I needed to know as a growing business myself. So I can only imagine what, you know, the key takeaways that our listeners are going to have music to their ears today. So thank yeah. you, Dr. Constance. This is an amazing conversation. Please, certainly, last but not least, tell us where we can find you. Drop us your, your new website. I know that you have a business starting soon. Feel free to plug it, please. What is it? What is the new drop? <laughs> tell us, drum roll. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I am shifting Concierge Financial Group, which is financial coaching and insurance, to Concierge Financial Advisory, which will be wealth management and financial plans. And right now, my website is still the same, www.conciergefg.com. All over social media, if you are on social media, you can find me at C. Craig Mason. That's my name, at C. Craig Mason. And she drops those gems on the daily, y'all. So you better follow her across all of her platforms. <laughs> yes. Dr. Constance, this has been a joy. Always great to talk to you. I'm excited. I'm glad we had tea a couple of weeks because that's where this idea came to fruition. And, yeah. you know, this is this has just been a joy. So I should have had you on sooner and I will definitely have you back in the future. Thank you, Tony. I appreciate it. Of course, of course my pleasure. That was Dr. Constance Craig Mason, CEO of Concierge Financial Advisory and the president of Money Concepts, Wealth Management, and Financial Planning. Joining us here today on Building a Better Brand. We're so grateful she came through and blessed us with her financial wisdom and insight and also that positive energy. What a gem. I know I've learned a lot and it's very much motivated me on my own entrepreneurial journey as we all continue to build, connect, and grow, as well as thrive through these ever-changing, whirlwinding markets of brand building. Follow us on Instagram at Building a Better Brand. Follow me on Instagram at Tony Triumph Official. That's where I'm most active. Or if you know, if you have any brand related questions, requests, or even feedback about this podcast, please feel free to hit me up at info at buildingabetterbrand.com. Till next time, y'all. 